Hello dear listeners and welcome back to Parish Notices. Uh, it is a beautiful day towards the end of April here in London, uh, although none of us can really go outside to enjoy it. A little disclaimer, I am recording in a slightly different area today, so I apologise if there's any background noise, there might be a little bit of traffic or, or birdsong coming through. I'm going to be trying something a little bit different today, I'm going to be reviewing a couple of graphic novels, but in the interest of easing into something new, I've intentionally picked a couple of more accessible books to start with, so without further ado, let's dive in. First off, we're going to be dealing with Sabrina by Nick DiNasso. It was long listed for the Man Booker Prize in 2018, and uh, it first came across my radar when I was bought two copies by two different individuals over the course of one Christmas. Art and writing is both by Mr. DiNasso, and if you know how many people and how much effort goes into creating a single graphic novel, you'll know how difficult that was to produce for a single person. Sabrina tells the story of the disappearance of the titular Sabrina, uh, the media storm that follows her disappearance and the resultant fallout on her family and friends. But it's also so much more than that. It's the first piece of fiction I've read that really captures our modern media climate, where the truth's value has been so sort of brutally undermined. It's as much a sociological drama as it is a character-based one. Uh, the characters, by and large, are very naturally rendered, and they're not so much agents pursuing goals as witnesses of our ever-stranger world. The, the writing of their grief, of their oddball but strangely realistic trauma, and of the Alex Jones-esque broadcaster who circles the news story like a shark, the attempts to live a somewhat normal life in the face of inexplicable tragedy, they all ring very close to reality. The art of the book is remarkable and completely unique in my experience, although some people may find it a little too uh, impressionistic. Uh, everything is rendered without shading and in this very muted palette. Uh, the characters are rendered very small within the frame. It actually most reminds me of a first aid manual or the, the safety card on a plane and seeing these sort of simple half expressive faces used to tell this very grounded and current story it only adds to this sort of mildly sinister sensation you get over the course of reading it like a, like a Grimm's fairy tale or watching Disney characters in a horror movie there's also a few great flashes of visual creativity. Uh, the dream sequences, the nightmares in particular, are rendered in all black with white line drawings like sketches on a chalkboard. And there's a remarkable use of whatever the graphic novel version of the Kuleshov effect is, the relationship between the different frames and images and how different feelings and thoughts are called to mind through the use of images. Overall, I feel very privileged to have reread it for review and very grateful that I had the time during our these sort of quarantined days to, to reread it. Uh, I heartily recommend Sabrina. It's wholly unique, inventive, current, and cathartic storytelling. Next up, we're going to be talking about Killing and Dying by Adrian Tamina. Uh, it's been called a breakthrough book 
by some reviewers. Uh, in that case, Adrian Tamina is a 20-year overnight sensation. He has been a staple of contemporary cartoons, or perhaps best described as serious comics, uh, since he was a teenager and was first published in 1998, with Killing and Dying coming out in 2015. Killing and Dying itself is a collection of Tamina's most recently published stories, uh, with its title coming from a story regarding a very anxious teenage girl's attempts to embark on a career in stand-up comedy and her father's misguided attempts to support her. It is a fitting title. If there's a theme running through the collection, it's art and relationships and how those two things interact with one another. However, there's also space for broader stories about sex, love, and identity. I think my personal favourite was the story of a perfectly normal young woman just trying to live her life and get through college and find a job whilst bearing an almost perfect physical resemblance to Amber Sweet, a famed adult film star. The writing is generally witty and light, although it's contrasted with some darker moments, and the art is very easy to look at with lots of personality. Uh, in some ways, it best evokes Hergé of Tintin fame, with the same quirky, rounded, exaggerated faces and very clean lines. The book feels surprisingly neutral, uh, almost dispassionate. Even the most morally reprehensible or even abusive characters are presented without any kind of judgment. It's hard to identify Tamina's ideals, except for a sympathy for people trapped in circumstances beyond their control. Uh, the book is very kitchen sink, uh, and while his characters are often likeable and relatable, they're rarely on a journey, and as a result, I didn't really find the book evoked many strong emotions beyond laughing at the jokes and feeling sorry for certain characters. I'd say, much like Sabrina, it's a good intro into comics for people who are not familiar with the medium. Uh, it's got the vibe of a, a Philip Roth or an Alice Monroe collection. You know, these well-written, strange tales of ordinary people. However, there might be less here for long-time readers of graphic novels. Killing and Dying isn't getting out of here without a recommendation. But uh, I feel like it's best compared to Sabrina in that both books fall into that mouse Persepolis epileptic niche, that area of comics for people who don't like comics or at least don't regularly read graphic novels. Uh, however, I heartily recommend Sabrina for any adult audience, both as a cultural touchstone and as a great story. That is going to wrap up this episode, dear listeners. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I will aim to be back as soon as possible with another episode. In the meantime, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and recommend it to your friends. Uh, be sure to follow us on Spotify or leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Let us know if you have any recommendations for review. Uh, until we speak again, I've been Sam Parrish, and in these tough times, take care, be safe. <laughs>